Welcome to this week's edition of Record Roundtable, where we discuss a band, an artist. This week we're talking about the Menzinger. This is Caleb Robinson speaking. I'm here with... I'm Dax. <gasps> I'm back. Listeners. Back. Listeners. Did you hear that? Dax is back. Jared. It's Texan. I don't see him. You don't see him? Nope. He's not here? Nope. Oh. He's fake. Oh fake news is the Dax. And how did everybody feel about listening to the Menzingers? I loved it. I, I know you did. They're, one of my, they're probably in the top three of my favorite bands. So Name them. Name my favorite bands? Yes, your top three. Hmm. I wasn't prepared for this. I, well, I know. <laughs> Probably <clears throat> very difficult. I wanted to, It's kind of a comparative thing to be like, this is this is who Jared thinks are the top three artists. Like, If you're like, oh, this oh, is my no, top that's three. That's not the same. I'm just saying that like, this is the standard that you're setting is like these three groups yeah, are like who are they, the Who best. else are they there with? We got to know who the other people are and be like, oh, they, yeah. Yeah, okay, Jared. All right. I wasn't prepared. I don't know. I, well, one of my, well, one you of know them one of them? Probably, yes. And then I don't know who the third would be. Who do you listen to the most? Okay, well, then maybe he, they're in your top two. Well, there's got to be a third one. There. You gotta well, have a yeah, but list. what I'm saying is if you can't think of a third one, then they must be your number two Yeah, or your like number a, one. We're questioning your comparative statement that you can no longer I don't compare. Know. I don't know. Okay. Where, I wasn't prepared for this. Where are they on your list, Tyler? Oh, not in my. T- they're not in the top of my list at <laughs> not all. Not the top three. No. Dax top three. No. Okay. So no. God. God just, no. Just Jared's top three. Jeez, I wouldn't. Mind. I mean, I wasn't trying to be that dramatic. I like them. I just. <laughs> so Jared liked it. Yes. Dax, how did you feel about it? It was forgettable. Forgettable. I, I wasn't. I wasn't into it that much. It was okay. okay. I like. I mean, I didn't hate it. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be upset if I heard it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it sounded like every other pop punky band. Oh, don't call him pop punk, Jared's gonna get on you. Except for like, a li- go on, Jared. Just, I don't have it. What? Go I, on. You get on me. I don't yeah, want to get, get on him. him. He called him pop punk, Jared. I know. I don't. I don't think it's fair. I don't like it. What are they? It, they're kind of in between. Punk rock. They're indie rock. I don't punk know. Rock. Yeah, but the, all their local, all all the vocal delivery is full on pop punk. Not band. all of it. Yeah. Not all of it. Pretty much all it's of it. Pretty much, yeah. I don't think so. I disagree, but I don't want to get in this debate. I disagree. They're more like the Bouncing Souls and Bad Religion than they are Fall Out Boy and, and other pop punk. Uh, Fall Out Boy's not even really pop punk. Right. Fall Out Boy's... All Time Low and, and yeah, there you go. Mayday yeah. Parade. What about yeah. Taking Back Sunday? I don't, I don't consider them pop punk. They are? They're definitely What about Bayside? Punk. What do you consider them? They're pop punk, too. Pop punk yeah. How hard is it to figure that out? <laughs> Bayside. Yeah, Bayside's definitely pop punk. Do the Menzingers sound like? Let's see, okay. Let's get into this. What's what's pop punk? This is a pretty obvious one. It's pop. It's punk music. Yep. That's super hooky. Yep. And the vocal delivery is like emo vocals. Okay. So this. So well, okay. Let's. So they have two vocalists. They, the they do. They do. Did you do guys you know think, that? No, because they're your band. Did, but you listened to all of their albums. Did you know? <laughs> did you listen to all the albums? Did you know that there's I, two vocalists? Yeah, I listened to all of them. There too. There are two vocalists in Fugazi too. That's my band. You didn't know when I asked you, did you? I knew they're they're top three. Then. Jeez, <laughs> top three. Um, That's uh, they are top three. Probably no, almost number one. Oh, almost number. Well, probably one. probably are number one actually. Interesting. Anyways, um, 
where was I going? I got lost. <laughs> they have two vocalists. <laughs> they got two vocalists. Do both <laughs> do both of their vocalists have a uh, pop punk delivery, or do you think that it's only well, one I mean, of them? W- I think one is it has more than the other one, but I think they both do. Okay. I mean, I can I wouldn't say that there was a major difference. Okay. In Jared that names, please. Greg Barnett is the one lead singer, and the other is Tom May. And Barnett is the more I I would say the more focused. Yes. Like he, the focus of the lyrics are the vocals are on him. Yes, correct. Yeah. Okay. By the way, Taking Back Sunday, two singers. That's true too. And the and the delivery is very similar to this actually. No, I don't think Adam, so. Taking Adam Back is Sunday more has a, a much different vocal I don't delivery. No, I thought it was similar to in some ways. I, I think I that, found some similarities. No, I mean that I think that the that they have two very distinct vocalists and I think uh, yes, their they vocals do. are a little bit Yeah, they're a little more similar. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Taking Back Sunday you have the guy who does the emo singing and the other guy is basically yelling. Yeah. That would be a good way to to define that. Do okay. So, is pop punk a genre that you typically enjoy? Jared is a big fan of pop punk. That is kind of Jared's roots at this point in time of his music is that he listens to predominantly pop punk music. So, I don't know if if it's a case that it it's something that Jared enjoys because it's in the realm of pop punk. I actually will argue against pop punk. I have different like standards. Yes. A different standard of what would fall into pop punk, and I think that it has elements of pop punk, but I don't think that it falls snugly into the pop punk Actually, moniker. I agree. Last time when I said that they were pop punk, when we were on this recording, when I talked about it, I thought that, and it was after we saw them. But when I fir- when I listened to their first album, I listened to their first album again before we saw them, and I was like, oh yeah, this isn't. I didn't think it was pop punk at that time. Then we saw them, and I'm like, well, live, they're a lot more like that. And then this time when I listened, I found that it was really somewhere in between because mm-hmm. there are a lot of things that really kind of push it just towards punk, uh, but there are also things that keep it tied over here in the pop punk realm. Yeah. Well, there's also, because this is something that I think Jared would like to get into, is that there are also a lot of elements of like Heartland Rock in their music, similar to a band like Gaslight Anthem, which Jared also is oh, a big yeah. fan of. Yes. But I think that's a more predominant. And the, the Loved later. Ones. The Loved Ones are another good group that are very similar to the Gaslight Anthem, but they didn't get as big. I found that good. sound to be more predominant in the later records. Yes. Not yes. the earlier records, which I prefer. The earlier records are what I prefer. I really don't like the later records that much. They kind of mellow out into something that I find to be like, you know, background music for me. Where Where did that shift happen in your mind? After the third album. After the... After, um... After, uh... Oh, on no. the impossible, on the impossible path. path. Yes, yep, after you. on the impossible path. So rented world after the party. After the party yep. is definitely their most pop punk album. Yeah, uh, out fair. of all of them, that's that fair. one has a lot and a lot of pop punk lyricism as well. Pop punk is very specific about its lyricism. I would argue it's very much about. I would, I'd like to talk on that, but I yeah, want to know what you think. Go ahead. I want to know what you think about that. About what? What pop what? punk's lyricism? I think that it's I think that it gets to be a little bit trite just because of the fact that it it seems like most okay so like for example Blink-182 just released their new album 9 only I think maybe 2 weeks ago and it's absolute garbage because Blink-182 ain't no good Blink-182 ain't no good I must I must stand by that to the 
the day I died. Oh, Blink no. One Eighty Two on your side. Mm. They down. They are Blink One Eighty Two. They are the scum of pop punk Agreed. in my opinion. Oh, yeah, they're so not good. sorry, Ryan. You shouldn't have listened to this. Sorry, oh, no, Ryan. Ryan. I don't know who you are, but stop listening to Blink One Eighty Two, dude. My coworker just started listening to us and he said <laughs> specifically, oh. "Hey, Blink One Eighty Two is my favorite band. You guys should talk about them sometime." Well, we're talking oh, about them right now. <laughs> they just won't like the a guy I lived with for my freshman year. That was what his favorite band. Until I slowly convinced him that's not worth it. Let me actually clarify. I think that their older stuff is. I think their newer stuff is respectable. Okay. Growing or, up, I'm sorry, I kind the, of oh, reverse. I know what you meant. Yeah. Reverse that. Their, their older stuff. Their is older stuff is respectable. Their, their newer stuff is not that good. Well, I was, I was reverse it. Strike that. Reverse it. Yes. Go ahead. I just talked about that the other day. Did you? Yeah. Anywho, uh, we'll talk about when this I was in middle time. school. Is when everyone started. All of my people started listening to Blink One Eight Two. They're like, Blink One Eight Two is so good. And I'm like, I hate all of you because I was at that point listening. To I was a purist. Franz Ferdinand. No. <laughs> Yes, but no. <laughs> Just easy. I knew I was going to bring that up today, but I was hoping to do it on my terms, so thanks, dude. <laughs> um, no, I listened to the... You know, I was a Ramones person. I'm, I was a punk purist type person. And I was like, Blink-182 is not punk. And if you tell me it is one more time, I will never speak to you again. It's got punk elements. Yeah, it does. But I didn't like it because everyone liked it and they called it punk. Just like that's why I have a, that's why I have a serious aversion to Fall Out Boy. Mm-hmm. is because I went to a mall one time to the Apple store... And I heard one Fall Out Boy song on an iPod, and they said, here's the new punk man, Fall Out Boy. And I said, I want to kick you in the nuts right now. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm no, I hate Fall Out Boy. I hate you. Boom. Stuck with me to this day, and I was just a chilled at the time. So what do you want to say about the lyrics? Well, I, that's what I wanted to know what you heard about it, what you thought about it, and then I was going to respond. Mm, okay, well, I'll get back into it. So with Blink-182, specifically 9, the album, they were singing a lot about these same kind of thematic elements like falling in love and missing your hometown and stuff like that kind of thing. I don't think that they sang about missing hometown, but that's one of like the big who? pop punk like things. Hmm? The Men Singers or Fall Out Boy? Blink-182. Blink-182. Blink oh, Blink-182. I'm talking about the album nine currently. Oh. Just as a general realm of pop punk like lyricism. Um, and so like there's a lot of those same themes and it's like you're like in your 40s. You need yeah. to move yeah. on yeah. where it's okay for like newer pop punk bands to kind of still be thinking about those things another group that comes to mind is like a day to remember who does a lot of that same style of lyricism but after the party is the album from menzingers that has those themes the most yeah. i don't see those themes on a lot of their other albums yeah i i always have found pop punk lyricism to be um sorry hold on one second because i want to prepare myself to say things sure before you say that i'll go ahead and say I actually think that Menzinger's lyricism is what diversifies them from being a pop-punk band in a lot of ways. Yeah, I think it's better. I think that their content is a, a lot of what drives them forward as a pretty Yeah, I think it's definitely band. better. That's what I was going to say as well, because I think most pop-punk that I hear and that I think about, even even bands that, even the bands that I chose, I would I would actually like in pop-punk, you know, against the will of my my soul such as Taking Back Sunday, sing about the shallow end of the emotional spectrum. Mm-hmm. And for instance, um, when I listened to my favorite album, I'll go ahead and say it for the sake of it. Please do. I think that my favorite album was uh, On the Impossible Path the because the, yeah. the content was still like, uh, I, a lot of the content kind of hit home for me mm-hmm. and it's a deeper emotional thoughts and ideas on some of those things. Favorite track off of Impossible Path? Oh, man. Hold on. I had two that stuck out. Oh, Spotify. I really hope that Look one of them this is... this stupid Spotify on my phone. It's just uh, blank screen. Blank screen. Uh-huh. Do you know if one of them is the obituaries? No. Okay. One was Good Things. 
Okay. It's a good sign. And Gates. Which one would you like to play? Mm, good things. You got it. I gotta, I gotta argue with you on this one. Do you really get a pop punk vocal off of that song? No, not on that one as much. I feel like that's predominantly what they sound like to me, though. Well, it, it, I agree it with varies. All of this. It like w- when you take like the first album, that's just like straight up pop. Or punk. It's very much yeah, like uh, the take first this, good. Take this to your grave by Fall Out Boy. I, that's kind of like how I feel yeah. about the first mm-hmm. album, just in terms of like qualities. Like the lyricism is good, but the quality of the music isn't as good. That's say- the difference. Like Fall Out Boy. Um, they're always, they've always, well, they used to always have really good lyricism. Yeah. But then the music kind of is like not, but it's good. But here recently Mm -hmm. the the music has been trashed and the lyrics have been trashed. Mm -hmm. But like, um, from under the cork tree, from under a cork tree, Mm -hmm. that album had great lyrics and the songs are really good. It's one of my favorite like punk albums, albums. It's It's, a pop punk album. It is a pop punk album. Don't confuse yourself. Whatever. It's still punk. Jeez. Uh, Just a yeah, brand of punk. I find that the debut is actually my favorite sounding album. Mm-hmm. I like the sound of the songs. I like the songs a lot more, but I connected more with that album. That's why it's my favorite. That makes It's a very sense. difficult decision to have to choose one or the other, but I connected more with that one when I listened to it. The Menzingers hate that album. They they put it as their least favorite album. They will not they don't play anything from it anymore because they've they feel like they're past that as a group, and they just kind of knew they weren't very. Well, good. That's funny and because like it just feels like their lyrical content took it. It just like got less and less, you know, actually. It, like I connected with some of the themes on this, like on that, that song especially. I'm like, okay, man, this was like, yeah, you know. But on on their very their first later, record. none of their later albums. No, he's I talking about Impossible Path. Oh, I thought you were talking about their very first album. No, oh. no. he said that he likes the sound of audibly. The fir- audibly, their first album is my favorite. Fair, because that's the harder punk sound, right. and I, it has a little bit of other things on it. Yeah, too. I thought it was really good, but I connected most to on Impossible Path. That's why yeah. I liked it more. Past, pa- pa- past. Yes, you keep you said path a couple times. I'm like past. Ugh. Okay. The men singers purists will kill you. (laughs) On Impossible Pass. On on that first record, Mm -hmm. there's a cover of a record roundtable alum, The Clash. Go ahead. Straight to hell. Mm Mm-hmm. So they won't play anything from that album. That is correct. That they, well, not that they won't, but they they've tri- taken most of those songs out of their. It's a shame list. that they don't like it that much because it's. I mean, really, it's their best album in terms of the it's the sounds. There's I, also a, the song right before that is a song called Richard Corey. Uh, I don't know if you. I like you Richard Corey. It is a song about it's it's not it's kind of like their version of a traditional song. Uh, I guess a traditional song about yes. uh, suicide, mm-hmm. and uh, it kind of—I didn't—I'd never heard it before, but I kind of looked up the lyrics and found them very interesting. Then I looked up kind of the history of the song and stuff. 
And I was going to ask you guys if you had any favorite songs about uh, suicide. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of basically the entire album. Uh, the Midnight Organ Fight by Frightened Rabbit. Every bit of it. Oh, that's a good option. I don't know. I would not have thought about this. I was thinking, so here's my, I had one that came to mind. Yeah. It's the song The Ledge by The Replacements. Okay. Um, that's it a is, good one. It's very, yeah, you know that song? Yeah. Okay. I like it because it takes kind of a, a non-stance on it. It's not a positive or negative song about suicide. It's, it's just, just about This suicide. is the story, you know, yeah. of a lovely lady. No, that's something different. But um, it's interesting. Like, the music video is interesting, and the, the lyrics are very interesting. So I would, I would urge all of you to go out and listen to The Ledge by The Replacements. Also, uh, someday we'll, we'll do replacements for a regular Man, roundtable. That we will. Oh. I've been promised. One Wish of these you would as step long back as from that ledge, my friend. Mm. That's a pretty great one right there. I saw it because Jim Carrey got the guy to get off the ledge. You know? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. It was that, uh, what was that guy's name? He's a Hispanic fellow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, Carlos Mencia. Bring her back. I got I got a favorite song. Okay. Adam's song. Oh, that's that pretty one? good. That a good. You mean one. the song by a band by the name of Blink One Eighty Two? Well, right. well, actually, that's a pretty good song. I'm not gonna lie; it's a pretty good Blink One Eighty Two song. It is bringing it back. Yeah, I agree that I like the sound of a lesson in the abuse of information technology, which is their first album. We have not mentioned its title yet, but I think that it was them kind of still finding their sound because it's so distinctly different from their other albums. I think that Chamberlain Waits, their second album, is starting to find that sound, but isn't necessarily landing it. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's a pretty good album, though. Yeah, I, th- I liked it too. I I mm-hmm. didn't really think that I knew it very well, but I, as I listened to it, I actually recognized more songs than I thought I would. Yeah, they had played when I've seen them. I've seen them. I think a total of four times now that live. Right, and um, they have played the song "I Was Born" before when I saw them, and I. Th- think they had played the song deep sleep if i remember correctly mm-hmm. scene that i had seen live so I, I knew those songs and they're both pretty good gotcha um but i i think that on pos- on the impossible past is definitely the album where i think that they hit their best stride in terms of um finding their sound but i'm actually kind of in a toss-up i can't decide if i like impossible past or rented world more oh, impossible lo- past is definitely my favorite i think th- i think that it's my favorite as well but yeah. i actually think that rented world is a little underrated yeah. in terms of like a menzinger's album specifically i really liked rented world i like all of, okay. all of those that have come out like think- those four the new one brand after new one? the part yeah after the, the party came out Yes, which we have not talked about yet. Hello, On the Impossible Exiled. Past and R- after Rented, the party, Rented World. World. Yep. Yeah, all four of those I'm a big fan of. So yeah. you may tell you, tell you, I have a little tale to tell. Of Please, this. let's hear it. So the first to- song I ever heard from the Men Singers was the song In Remission. I had subscribed to the uh, the record label's YouTube channel that they're on, uh, Epitaph, Epitaph, which is... Owned and run by, founded by, founded by Greg Gurwitz from the band Bad, Bad Religion. Religion. Yep. So you know he obviously likes them. And uh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's all right because I like Rancid more. Oh man, he would. <laughs> you would. I do like Rancid. I like Bad Religion too. That's who I have for uh, my Christmas album. Mm. The only Christmas album I own. Don't spoil it. Whoops. Okay. Forget I said it. But for anyway, three so so I saw the music video for In Remission. And I thought it was really good. 
And so I saw that they were coming to a music venue that I very much like called Southgate House Revival in Newport, Kentucky. I've been to uh, many times, many, many times. And uh, favorite so, show that I've seen there is probably the Me Without You show. Oh, that was very good. Very good <sighs> so I um, actually, I, they're so good. I had I wasn't a hundred percent sure I was going to go to this show, but I was fairly certain. Then I matched with this uh, this senorita on <laughs> Tinder, and I was talking to. Should I not mention this? None of this. No, was go that, ahead. It was <laughs> cringy that you said senorita. Uh, it uh, was. That was bad. Let's uh, keep going. This female, this person. I knew that's what you're going to say instead. That's just only marginally better. There, there are only two types of ways to refer this to a bitch. woman. <laughs> oh, Imagine no. with this bitch on Tinder, no. though. Okay. Anyways, so I was talking to a person, and I was like, hey, do you want to go to this rock show with me? And she's like, sure. So we went to a rock show rock together. Rock show by Blink-182. Yeah. And uh, we had a nice time. And my friend uh, Bryant was there with me as well. He came, and he got off work, and he jumped in the pit, and he was wearing his... Uh, his Toyota work shirt in the mosh pit, and then uh, uh, at the at the end of the concert, this this nice lady uh, gave me a hug goodbye and said nice to meet you and stuff, and then uh, and then I got ghosted. <laughs> Jared and I, by but, the way, <laughs> but I will say that uh, I still like the band afterwards. Yeah. And I continue to listen to them and see Jared them. And I but every once in a while, I will remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What he, happened. Guess what? He remembered like two, when? When was that? Two, three months ago? Two months ago? Something like? Was it? Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like a few months ago, Jared and I saw them at Southgate House. Yeah. And he told me that story there because it spurred his mind because yeah. it was the exact place. All right. Where it all took place. If Fun. You, if you happen to be listening out there, girl who went to the Menzinger show with Jared. Tisk tisk. Just send it. Listen. They've had three albums since then. Please message me back. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Just a just a message to the world. Don't ghost people. Just let them know how you feel. Communication is key, guys. Thank you. And let's keep communicating about Lensingers. I just have one thought on that briefly. I mean, come on. Can't act like can't like act like Tinder is a formalized way to meet people. Let's come on. Let's be be real. I mean, it can be. But anyways. I uh, just just recently I was able to know people who got married. I'm like, oh, how did they meet? And someone told me they met on Tinder, and I didn't go. Oh, ow! And be like, well, hope they don't have kids before they get divorced. That'll be fucked. So we've talked about kind of all of the albums, kind of like overarchingly. But so I want to get a, a a real quick around the table. Dax, you said your favorite is on the Impossible Past, correct? Yeah. yeah. Tyler, you said the same thing. My favorite album? Yes. Yep. Jared? It might be... I don't know. It's e- it's either Rented World or After the Party. That's I thought my so. picks. Those oh, are your two really? favorites? After the Party is the... It's I not... like that album a whole lot. Okay. It's one of my favorite albums. I can it respect, came out that I respect year. you for liking it, but it's not good, Jared. <laughs> All right. That's Compar- your opinion. It's a compa- that's a comparative statement. I'll admit. You don't like the song, After the Party? It's me and you. I made sure that I listened to the title track of every album because they do have a title track for every album, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And it was mm-hmm. it was not, but okay. They don't have a title track for every album. They have a title track for the last three albums. Let's see. There is not a song called "Rented World." Mm-hmm. No, there's not. Damn. I don't no, think there's, there's a song not. for. Maybe there's I, not a song called "Only Impossible." Maybe, yes, there is. Yeah, there is. There is. There is. There is. And there is a song called Hello Exile. Yeah, that's true. And there is not a song called Chamberlain Waits. And there is definitely, definitely not, not a song, song called on, uh, Let's so half, There is Chamberlain Waits. Yeah, there's Chamberlain Waits. Yeah, it's like the, towards the end. Well, shit, it's the last song. Yeah, I, I thought it was. There's one for all it. of them, 
right? No, because Wait, there's not one? one for the first All album. But two. There's not one for Rented World. All but two. So we're four for six. We're two-thirds. 66%. What's the first one? My statement is slightly On diminished, the, oh but still remains strong. A lesson in the abuse of information technology. There is a there song is called a song. That No Way. I just assumed there wouldn't be. Oh, man. Five of six. Rented World's the only one All that right. didn't have it. So, anyway. I will concede. Sick. Go ahead. I don't I'm know so, how I missed that. I can't tell you how joyful I am that you just conceded to me. It really feeds my concessions egos. Dax, give me your Anywho. favorite song. My favorite song? Yeah. And then we'll uh, come back. Uh, uh. Ava House. Ava House. Ava House. Ava. Ava. Lava House. That's the one. Ava, are you trying to get high? I hope the floor holds this time. We'll dance and sort of romance together while we're making our time. While we're making our time. Continue with the conversation. Beautiful. I believe I was just talking about how I may try to listen to the title track on that album. Mm -hmm. And the track was meh. And the album was meh. It was meh. He's meh. In fact, I remember remember listening to that album, title of which I can't remember, not the new one, the next new one. After the party. After the party. I'm sorry. I remember listening after the party, and at the end of it I go, man, I hope this new album does not sound like that. I see. Okay. Well, what did you get off of Hello Exile? We haven't covered that yet. There's an album that just came out by the Menzingers. Came out this Friday. As a listener, that means it came out a week ago. Are we going to talk about After the Party? Yes. But, I, but you want to talk about the new one first? Real quick. Okay. Just briefly. I just want to see, because you Girl, said, I, hope, I want it to not sound like that. Do you think it sounded like yeah, that? Yeah, for the most part. Okay. Jared, After the Party, go ahead. I like that album a whole lot. I like, um, when I saw them touring on that album, they played... Uh, Thickest Thieves mm-hmm. as one of the first songs. Then it was like one of the first times they played it, and it was really good. Mm-hmm. Tom May sings on it, and who's the other vocalist that I don't like him as much, but I do like the little breaks that he gives, Mr. Barnett. And I also kind of compare them, and I know that they are fans of Alkaline Trio mm-hmm. with the double vocals. And Alkaline I, Trio lead singer being Matt Skiba, mm-hmm. a lead singer of now. Blink-182. Thank you. Just bringing it all <laughs> back over and over again. How can you... Hey, <laughs> what was your friend's name? Ryan? Ryan. Hey, Ryan. We're still talking about Blink-182. We are, but how... Yeah, but... And how, the other... Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. Just how can you do that? You can't replace the man whose voice made the band. I know. And then you can't be an Alkaline Trio and be like, well, it's going to be a Blink-182. You're downgrading, bud. The prob- it's a downgrade. The problem is, is the fact that Skiba and... Hoppus have more similar voices than DeLong did. Jared, continue. Dan Andriano is the other lead uh, vocalist of Alkaline Tree. I wanted to go ahead and give him a shout out. Oh, he deserves also, it. Also, according to Wikipedia, they're a pop punk band. I don't know. Alkaline Trio? Yeah. They also have pop elements yeah. to their music. But it is, it's it's closer to what I would consider them to be in the early As, They're stages. also punk and emo. Those are the two other. They definitely have well, a they, lot of emo. Yeah, the emo is definitely there. I like, I like them a lot. They're good. I listen to them Alkaline a lot around good. the time that I listen to that music. A lot of people really like the song "Lookers" from the Menzingers. They think it's one of their best songs. A lot mm-hmm. of a lot of people think that. Who are from a lot of people? People on uh, YouTube. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. People on YouTube being like Menzingers fans. Yes, comment okay. commenters on YouTube things. Oh, and, okay. And that was one of the lead singles from that record. 
Mm-hmm. I think it might have been the first. Uh, no, I, I bet After the Party was probably the first single from that album. I would imagine. Let me look and see. What do you call it when you make fun of a group of guys? That's the whole. That's your question. You're you're a men zinger. Oh, oh my <laughs> god. god! All right, that's why you're here for. It was the it was the. <laughs> hey, wait a minute! Wait a minute! Welcome wait back, minute, Zach. Wait a minute! <laughs> yeah, what's up? Oh my god! <laughs> it was the it was the lead single Shocking. from from that record. I really I wasn't a huge fan of the song Lookers when it first came out. Like compared to the album Rented World and then Lookers coming out as the first single. I was like, I don't know about this album, but then mm-hmm. Bad Catholics was pretty good. Thick as Thieves, I liked, and I like then after the party, I really liked that as the the, the title like, track. title track. I, yeah. I like that song a lot, but but yeah, I like I think it's a good album. I, I like it uh, quite a bit. It's a it's a lot different. It's not as dark, I guess, as Rented World, mm-hmm. but I I thought it was I thought it was good. That makes sense. I find that a lot of the songs that I am familiar with are because of you. That's fair. Because you have listened to them so much over the last few years that a lot of these songs are songs that I'm familiar with because I've heard you listen to them over and over again. And I've become pretty familiar and like, oh, okay, I recognize that song. So, What's your favorite song? I want to, I want to know if I, if I think I know what it is. I have two. Okay. I can't decide. It's, I've got one off of In the Impossible Pass, and I've got one off of Rented World, and I've been tossing between which one I want to play. Okay. Uh, off of The Impossible Pass, it's The Obituaries, oh, okay. and the one off of Rented World is My Friend Kyle. Oh, that's interesting. I was thinking that your favorite song potentially would be the song Casey. Casey's also a very Casey good song. Casey is a good song. Because uh, in that song, it talks about uh, we would uh, get high before... Uh, doing the dishes every evening and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, back in the day, Mr. Caleb was uh, friends with a, fr- uh, a, a pal at, at this at this house, and they did some nefarious things. And I don't I, know it, what you're talking about. It kind of, that song really reminds me of, of the time at that house um, with, with that fellow and those people. And I never was really a part of any of that because I was kind of outside of that. Mm-hmm. I, I chose not to be. Um, later on, I kind of regretted not doing that kind of the party life thing. I lived, Just, I lived a life, but I don't want to call you out on the show. If you I think you've already it. done it. You've done no, it. No, but you can it. cut it out if you want. No, you've already, it's you've fine. already it's called out him out. It's, it's out there. It's good. But it, it's very like reminiscent of, of times that, that were and could have been. I think that makes sense. And it really like it, it's just about, um, a female waitress that he was friends with. Right. But you, it's, it's like totally interesting that or different that you can have a similar experience with similar names but have different stories behind it correct yeah yeah that's just how art works i guess yeah do mm, somebody tell me should i do obituaries or should i do my friend kyle i like obituaries Obituaries pick your favorite song obituaries it is Never attested to this being a clean podcast. That's all right. Go that song is that is a good that. song. That's a good standout too. Yeah, it is. That is definitely one. I um, I think that's not one that Jared has always played, but it's one of those like really like anthemic punk songs. And I like I like when punk has more of like an anthemic kind of feel to it, where you like you feel like the crowd can really get into it, 
and it's it's very different from like obviously like anthem like like anthemic rock punk versions of it is very much like it's driving yes yes thank you yep thank you thank you thank you it is there was a um a cassette tape that was attached to one of the versions like a kind of deluxe edition of the record on the impossible past Mm -hmm. that included demos that they called uh the tape was called on the possible past Mm -hmm. and there were like i think not eight or nine of the ten songs or whatever that's on it that had demos that um were and somebody uploaded them on youtube and the song casey was uh one of the demos an acoustic demo and he changed the some of the lyrics well i guess he changed it in the later version Mm -hmm. but there's a line in it that says at um and we stumbled through our adolescence humming early trio records when i kissed the curves of your clavicle which is a reference to a song clavicle by the alkaline trio Oh. So they are obviously, you know, like fans Influenced and, and influence. Yeah. Number, I mean, the music and also the dual lo- vocal, lead vocals. Right. So I found that really interesting. Like, it's the thing I found this week. And I've liked those demos. Like, I listened to I listened to them and they were very good. So hmm. check YouTube for the, them demos. What do you think about the title of that album? On the Impossible Past? Yeah. I liked it. It's interesting. What do you think? Is there a reference? It just reminds me of that story you just told. Oh, okay. Think about it. That pass is impossible for you, Jared. It's done over with. You didn't do it. What? I'm older than you. I'm going through some things, okay? Sometimes uh, you have to get through some realities you, in life. You, Jeez, you get, stop let, being so shallow. Like the whole second half of the discography of the band you like. <laughs> what happened? Wow. What happened? <laughs> Damn. Um, I don't even know what just happened to text, me. I'm glad you don't know. Text, do you want to get into some stuff <laughs> that you're feeling you on the podcast? Okay, buddy. Uh-oh. Are you talking about me? About Takes the a long drink from his no. beer? No, I didn't. I don't have any. Are you talking okay. about... I don't know what's happening. I have no vices. Things are fine. Leave me alone. <laughs> are you talking <laughs> about the reference I made about you not editing that thing? Is that no. What you're oh. no, <laughs> no, you, no. It, you missed what I said. And I'm, I'm not, oh. I do not wish to revisit it. You did, you did miss what he said. Oh, it was okay. pretty funny, though. Something about the... Do-do-do-ba-do-do. Can I? Just oh, one. I yeah, one. I guess. I, <laughs> I didn't think you were going to have one, honestly. I got one. I got... I, oh, my, my computer shut off. Oh, here we go. Uh, let me, uh, it's the song No Penance. It's the chorus. Go to like two minutes and 45 seconds. That's a good place to go. part right there sounds a little bit like heaven is a place on earth by belinda carlisle beautiful you missed that jared yeah it's been a whole month I was, it was great. It's I the only it. one I heard, like going through it, and I didn't. I didn't look any up really, but yeah, there was nothing. <laughs> there was nothing to look up. Okay, cool. So the Menzingers um, formed in the wake 
of two Scranton. Pen- they're from Scranton, Pennsylvania. Which ooh, uh, ooh, Dunder Mifflin. If anybody Dunder. watches The Office, should be pretty happy about. Uh, this I don't one. know. Maybe. I mean, the building that The Office is in is in L.A. So that's true. Gee whiz, man. Um, look, what did I just say? <laughs> Going through some not shit. But, huh? Not but five minutes ago. <laughs> All right. Anyways, back to the positives. Um, <laughs> Well, after that bum out moment, <laughs> the the band, the Menzingers, they were formed in the wake of two Scranton, Pennsylvania. Oh, Scranton, Pennsylvania. That's where the office is. Pop, yeah. Pop punk slash ska punk band, Bob and the Saggots. Ooh. Yep, that is one of them. Featuring nice. uh, the, the guitarist and vocalist Tom May was in that one. And then Greg Barnett, the other guy, was in Cos Moss. Along with a member of what is now Tiger's Jaw, another punk band. Ooh, which one was the ska? That was the Bob and the Bob Saggots. And Saggots. That sounds ska-like. It does sound ska-like. We end up. I don't. Will we ever cover ska? Well, I guess we we've talked got about to. Smash Mouth. That's. I know. Stop it. I know. Sugar Ray was. Aren't they ska too? Kind no. of. No. Oh my oh, gosh. I'm sorry. Okay. I would I would cover less than Jake at some point. Oh, That'd yeah, be fun. yeah, but if we're gonna cover a ska band, we should call cover Light Manifesto. <laughs> Okay, I wouldn't be. Three Lemon Festo was. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say Real Big Fish because it's okay, better and more ska than Less than Jake. But Streetlight Manifesto is very good. I just wanted to see if I could name your ska band. Streetlight Manifesto is. So another thing that I like or found or whatever, Mr. Greg Barnett's brother, Bobby Barnett, is in a punk. Was they're now uh, no longer together, but defunct, defunct punk band so called. Captain, we're sinking, and I, I found them as well due to my love of the Menzingers, and I would like you to maybe play one of their songs. Uh, I would like you to play "Trying Year." Now I don't know, but I think we should go. The sky goes darker by the minute. Now all is forgiven. What do you call that, Jared? punk that's like diet that's like diet math rock almost right there you should start listening to some math rock if you like that i agree i was gonna say that that beginning part like that yeah, was that, that was, was the a good little mathy, bit, but it was it was definitely like it was diet yeah i agree with that like mars volta you're saying uh, no mars volta is like diet post-hardcore yeah oh. i would agree with that but they're i don't well that's more like new too, post-hardcore really not that's diet. Kind of, yeah. yeah well yes they're we're, not this we're getting is into true different things anyways I, I remember you playing that song. I've heard you play that song. I before, liked it when it sure. came out in 2017. Pretty yeah. good stuff. Yeah. You that was know, good. You want to know what uh, Mr. Brett Gurwitz said about uh, the Menzingers when he signed them to their mm. record to his record con- uh, deal? Uh, I do know company? what he's, I know what he said. He, he said saying? these guys play the kind of pure punk rock that I grew up with. They are seriously talented songwriters, and I'm happy to welcome them to the Epitaph family. I think the band is a great fit here. Oh, that's not what I was reading. I read something else. Oh. He, he, he like read that re- they said they stink. And I I'd like to read you what I read. <clears throat> I read in the wake of the last three albums, he said, these three albums are not good. He didn't what say that. What the hell is happening here? <laughs> no, I did read something. Uh, hold on, because I read something that someone said that was similar to that. Uh, but it was quite good. Hold on. Like, I'd, like to, I'd like to read now. If only you'd copy and paste it I'd like, like I did. i read now. You guys, are, what's going on between you okay, two? Okay, here we are. Nothing. I feel sexual tension. <laughs> I know, right? Go on. Okay. Read your thing. <laughs> Their debut album was produced by Jesse Cannon. And according to Cannon, the producer of the first album, he said, I record bands every day, and almost all of them are missing something. 
The Benzingers have it all. The songs, the aggression, the heart, and the passion that most only dream of. Ooh. Wow. Wow. The so, boys. So people are seeing it. In 2013, the Menzingers put out a, a split with the Bouncing, Bouncing Souls. Souls. Did you listen to that stuff? They did. Good. Or do you know it? I like how Jared's I, one I, who added I the knew it. music to the playlist this week, so he just put a bunch of extra shit in there. I know. For once, he was like actually motivated to <laughs> contribute more music. Like, usually, he's like, no more right. music, please. You no like Bouncing Souls? Like well, there wasn't that much. I like Bouncing I've seen them. I, they, opened, good. they opened for... Think What's your it favorite was Bouncing say Souls anything. album? Mm, I think that's right. Favorite, I say anything. favorite Bouncing Souls album? I don't know. Maniacal I, I Laughter. Like, I like great Gasoline, album. or I think that's what it's called. Maniacal Laughter is my favorite. It's a great one. Let me see. First heard it at Savages. Savages. Great mm-hmm. place. Um, Gasoline's on Indiana. Great food. Great atmosphere. Savages. Um, probably how I spent my summer vacation. That's a pretty popular one. Yeah. I also like the song "Anchors Away" by them. Anyways, but Bouncing Souls covered "Burn After Writing" by the Menzingers, and the Menzingers covered the song "Kate Is Great." Both good. But my favorite song on that is the song "The Shakes." That is a great song. I'd like you to maybe play it if you want, just a little bit. It's not my favorite song. Save that for later. I think that's one of his better vocal deliveries, in my opinion. Hmm. It sounds similar to his other vocal deliveries, but I could see it being like one that lands with you well. So well, I do think that we do need to. So again, listeners, last week, as you were listening, Menzingers released a new album by the title of Hello Exile. To rave reviews. Would you say so? Uh, that's what I read. I don't know. That's what. <laughs> where did you read it? Critical reviews said it was very good. A lot of things. A lot of different uh, punk well, I'm just I'm just asking because you said to rave reviews and you said that's what I read. You gotta you gotta clarify your sources right. on, on this show. I have to. That you gotta would never, clarify your sources on that would, this show. That would never pass in the this show in the citation take rave reviews bits of, yeah. as an answer. They need more. Give me more. I don't, I, they shared a bunch of stuff. I don't know. Uh, at Wood Magazine, really liked it. And who is that? Kerrang gave it a positive review. Who are these people? We know Kerrang. Don't, know Kerrang. don't bother to say we don't know Kerrang. Four out of five stars is what they gave them. What Kerrang did? Kerrang. That's pretty good. Mm, I don't think I need to do this the whole time. You don't. You're good. Somebody told me to, though. I just want to know. According to Pop Matters, where you Hello read Exile it. is their most sonically diverse album. How about oh, that? Oh, I don't, I don't believe it. That's how about that. Pop Matters, Exclaim, and DIY all liked it. Cranked also liked it. Yeah, a lot of people liked it. Thank you. I'm glad I had to cite my damn source over here. Me I just too. want. I just wanted to know. I didn't want you to be like, that's what I read from a bunch of, uh, you know, I read that. I Don, read it on the I'm, YouTube comments. Well, God forbid anybody give any review other than goddamn Pitchfork. Everybody's sucking the ding-dong of Pitchfork at this podcast. Oh, yeah? Well, do you oh. want to know what Pitchfork gave your beloved... Uh, after the party, I, what no. a six and a half. Yeah, but what do they give on the impossible past? They don't have it. 
They don't they've have only, it. They've only reviewed one album, and it's that oh. crappy album that Jared likes so much. Oh, man. Oh, man. I thought that I. What did the Crack Fox yeah. give it? Which one? Hello Exile. After the Party. Oh, I have not rated Hello Exile yet. Oh. Did you rate After the Party? Uh, no, I only rated the first three. I need to write my reviews for the other three. I've been slacking on my page recently. Anywho, Sorry to geez. all my uh, readers out there. I'm yeah. sure that you're out there, all 288 of you. I'm not denying that Ooh. you found legitimate sources that say it's good. I just want you to let me know that you found legitimate sources that say it's good. Not, I heard that Donald Trump wants to get rid of Mexicans because they're killing everyone, as cited by TheElephant.com. Can we talk about how we felt about Hello Exile? Sure. Jared, did you you liked it then? I've listened to it three times. Yes, I liked it. You listened it. to it three times. That's pretty good. I really like the singles from it, and mm-hmm. then the albums. That the rest of the album is good. I like um, how in the song um, "Last to Know" goes right into "Strangers Forever." That was mm-hmm. a nice little like segue. They don't really do that very often, so that was good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I liked it. I, I love uh, the song "Anna" is one of my favorite songs that they've done in a long time. I don't want to say it's my favorite song because. It's very fresh, mm-hmm. so I don't know if like it's gonna stick the same way. But um, it's a very soaring song, yeah. And, like you know, um, chorus and stuff. So go ahead, really quickly, for all of our <laughs> listeners who listened to Good Band, Bad Band yesterday, we Something have a relevant thing. Uh, the Menzingers, Twitter, October fifteenth, twenty ten. The misfits suck. Eat shit, losers. <laughs> Jeez, it's awfully rude of them. And, an and they note. call themselves punk. <laughs> and they call them. So- Anyways, uh, and you called yourselves. Oh, you know what I did like that that reminds me of mm-hmm. is uh, that reminds me of the intro to Cold Weather Gear, which I really liked when they read that portion of that Charlie Chaplin speech from The Great Dictator. I liked that. That was I, I've heard that used before yeah. from The Great Dictator as a sample in a song. I believe that it was actually The Chariot that did it, if I remember correctly. The Chariot being a, I guess, Christian metal band, whatever, not the point. Put on a pretty good live show. Again, not the point. Uh, but I like I liked that they did that. It was pretty cool. It was like the first time they've ever done any kind of like sampling like in that realm. So I thought that like having a sound clip like that made mm-hmm. it kind of different. Interesting. Cool. It was on. It was on Chamberlain Wade, so it would have been the only their no, second it was record. Not. It was on their first record. It was on their first record. Yep, a lesson in the abuse of information technology. Oh, you're right. Yeah. I know I'm right because mm-hmm. I just looked it up. I took that whole time to sit here and look it up oh. just to make sure. Well, I, th- I thought I saw the cover look different. That's okay. Okay. I'm Tyler, how did you feel about Hell Exile? It just it didn't sound that awful different to me. Yeah. So it it kind of fell it fell to me in the same place after the party fell, which is just kind of. I don't like that. I don't like that they mellowed out towards the end, mm-hmm. and it just kind of. I don't find it to be that particularly interesting, honestly. I get you, Dex. What are your thoughts on Hell Exile? It, pretty much the same. It was just the same stuff again, but continuously forgettable for you. Yeah, I mean, it. It was kind of cool because it sounded like they they managed to do the same thing, but modern still somehow. Mm-hmm. But it, I don't know. They didn't do enough new to like make me care. That makes sense. Okay. I need to give it another listen, but I found it to be one of their more forgettable recent releases. I think that it was more in the realm of like a Chamberlain Waits, which I found not that interesting. 
I thought that their last three albums from 2012 up to this point were actually pretty good. I, I'm okay with After the Party. It's not my favorite. I still think that the sweet spot is Impossible Pass and Rented World. But I think that Hello Exile just didn't catch my attention on first listen. I need to give it some more time and some more attention, I think. So they think it's their best record. Do they? Yeah. I read a thing this week. They ranked, Tom May, I believe, ranked all of their records in order. And he put um, this album as number one, which it's like, that's kind of. They just released it. It's kind of nonsensical. You know, that's kind of why he's doing these press things. So it's weird. But one thing that they kind of talked about was the very first track, uh, America, I Love You, But You're Freaking Me Out. Is That's their a kind of right first um, foray into political speech. Yeah. But the only thing that's kind of like whatever about it is that it's very popular to, you know, like you're not doing anything um, monumental or like game changing to talk bad about Donald Trump. That's you know, fair. like it's like this is just kind of your opinion thrown into the political landscape and right. it's not that new. But like some of the stuff like, you know, they said in the lyrics, um, uh, "What kind of monster do our parents bo- vote for?" Is the like the kind of the mm-hmm. the main dig, um, and then you know talking about the issues that you see looking at your back door and stuff, right? Um, but I just don't know if it was political enough. It wasn't like no effects where they just kind right. of like destroy politics or anti-flag which are like that's their entire career yeah but um some punk band just now talking about politics yeah (laughs) kind of yeah i think that there's one major question that i have other than so we've talked about helix we've talked about all the other albums and so my thing is is that for record roundtable as a podcast we have predominantly covered the classics like we've got our pink floyds our led zeppelins our so on and so forth the classics had a couple to Mm -hmm. the more obscure we've gotten from from obscures we've gone from uh uh, minor threat to your old roommate's band that's a lyric from uh from after the party oh is it (laughs) yeah huh so that's that's funny oh they they listen they listen to minor threat because i i couldn't tell in their first album yes they do So we cover mainly like classic artists that like have a lot of really big renowned status. This is the first time that we've covered an artist who I would say probably most, if not almost any of our listeners have listened to underground. They are under more of an underground group. They're a modern group. They're not, they just don't have a lot of traction. They like, you know, like they're not a big group, but do you think that after listening to their music, do you think that they have deserved the right to have the record roundtable cover them. Not that we're so like the big deal. We're not prestigious, but my point is, is that like, do you think that they were worth covering for us as a show? I know Jared feels that he that it was worth it. Of course, it's like one of those things. Um, and I'll, I guess I'll, I'll start because nobody else wants to talk about this because they don't want to hurt my feelings. I'll now. talk about it, but um. I kind of was talking about this last week, how I was like, oh, yeah, we should do the Men's Singers. No one's ever heard of them before. And John, our guest last week, was like, who cares? It's your podcast. Right. So, like, that's kind of, I think that we should take more liberty in picking the things that we want to do. Sure. Rather than just kind of being like, hey, this is a famous band we should talk about. And I, I mean, I think it's relevant to talk about, like, if we go see a show to say, hey, I'm going to go see the Men's Singers next week. We should cover them for Record Roundtable. Yeah. Like, that's why we did the Foo Fighters 
Um, that's one of the reasons why um, in the future episode we are going to talk about uh, the Flaming Lips because I saw them a couple weeks ago at that same festival I saw the Foo Fighters. So I think that it is relevant um, and and needed or whatever like to talk about things we want to talk about because we want it to make, be interesting mm-hmm. for ourselves as well. This is yeah, you know, our yeah. thing. You know, Jared, I I agree with you, but I I think we should talk about bands we all want to talk about. (sighs) Take turns, you know, like maybe if we're to go see a movie and there was an interesting song in there that a band I want to talk about, like Jackson C. Frank, I think we should be doing something like that. Hey, neither of your answers uh, addressed the question, pals. Thank you. You just rambled about what you think we should do. I know, I wanted to use that opportunity. You don't think I answered the question? I think you answered it somewhat. I think you answered the question in the context of your own brain without thinking about what the question was. Well, you know. I think you. I think if you had answered the question the way the question was asked, you would have had a, a really good answer. I did not think about this question, by the way, I, I, mm. like during the week. But I think subconsciously, that's why I was a little stricter on it. Like I was a little harder on the music than I needed to be. Because mm-hmm. I was like comparing it to these big like... Well, we're going to compare it at the end of the year, so. That's true. That's or true. sometime soon, I guess. But at the end of the year, which is sometime soon. The music really wasn't as bad as I felt like it was, but since I was thinking of it in like terms of all these like really important artists, I was right. like being a little harder on it than I needed to be. I think that makes sense. Tyler? I think that they made two really good albums, mm-hmm. which is their first album and On an Impossible Path. Past. I think those two albums were really good. And I liked um, the second album as well. But from there out, are they, it, was, it, was it worth doing? Did they meet a certain requirements? I, you know what? I think so because, I, I mean, I don't think there are people who are listening. It's not like they're influencing people, you know, right away necessarily. It's not right. like they've done anything, especially to me in their last three albums, they haven't done anything so significant in the genre that's made them stand out to me. But their first album... I think is really interesting, and I think on an on an <laughs> tell me the name because I can't on the my, impossible past on the impossible past is a really good album that uses musical and lyrical elements that are not seen as often in the genre. Yeah, so I think that those two things make it worthwhile to listen to. I think that makes sense. I think that makes sense, Jared. Yeah, I think it's time. What is your favorite Menzinger song? I'm going to pick, uh, since nobody picked it, and I think it's their probably their swan, or their best song, not swan song. I don't want to say swan song anymore because we've already talked about swans, and I want to <laughs> go back to that ever again. <laughs> but I think that their most prominent song, even though maybe it, it, it's one of my favorites, uh, I'll say my favorites are After the Party, check that out. I like Anna, their new song, and Strangers Forever is really good. But... I'm going to pick I Don't Want to Be an Asshole Anymore. My finger's already on the dial. But I don't want to be an asshole anymore. Any closing thoughts on the Menzingers? Um, they're one of my favorite bands, and you should check them out. 
They're a good punk band, um, and they write really good songs. The, the lyricism is good. Also, in the music video for I Don't Want to Be an Asshole Anymore, they have Jason Voorhees in the video, and it is very relevant to this month that we are living in. The spooky, oh, wow. spooky October month. He doesn't want to be an asshole anybody, anymore. <laughs> and he, <clears throat> he doesn't want to be an asshole anymore. He wants to be friends. Dax, you got any closing thoughts on the men singers? Uh, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. I was too. I was too hard on them. Okay. I I, I was I was. I'm gonna re-listen to some of it. I think. Okay. I'm gonna be a little lighter on it. Fair enough. Tyler, any closing thoughts on Menzingers? Not really. Okay. Well then, let's go ahead and close out the show. Thanks for listening to this week's edition of Record Roundtable. We've been talking about the Menzingers this week. Next week, we're going to be talking about Wilco. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Follow us on Facebook. Like all that stuff. Have a great week. Bye.